Hi, this is David Kay, the voice of Trace Kushranada of Gundam Wing, Sishomaru from Inuyasha and Yashihime. Jaka, shut up. And you are listening to a Toonami Faithful Podcast exclusive. Welcome to this special episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have my co-host, Paul Pascrillo. Hello, I'm here. And we are delighted to have on the show Mr. David Kay. What? No. What? Good to see you guys. I can actually see you, which is kind of cool. Yeah, we don't usually record these over Zoom. We uh, <laughs> This is, this is kind of <laughs> new for us. <laughs> Kind of new for us too. That's cool. Thanks for having me. Uh, have me on the podcast, man. Absolutely, we're so delighted that you were uh, able to do it. No problem. So the big news on the street is that uh, you're back voicing Shishomaru for the Inuyasha spinoff Yashihime. What? No. What? Uh, yes. 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 I am. I. Um, there was. Uh, I mean, twenty 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 sucked. Uh, it's it's still sucking in uh, a lot of ways, but there were some <laughs> there were some good things that did uh, that did happen um, th- this year, um, and uh, that was that was kind of that was kind of cool. Um, the uh, I mean, there's all always all kinds of questions from uh, fan sites, and when we used to when we used to do conventions, people ask about you know Sashomaru and, and Iyasha, and that was one of the first. This is one of the first uh, anime series, or among the a handful that I, I did when I was living uh, in Canada up in Vancouver. Um, so it was really cool that sort of word came down and some finagling and logistics and things were worked out that that uh, you know he was back. My biggest fear was uh, I was a child when I did that. So okay, how's this going to work? <laughs> What's the biggest concern? But it's so. When I when I saw the episode, it, it premiered, uh, and I heard my voice coming out of the character. It, it took me right back to Vancouver days and great, great times, great memories in the booth with Carl Wilms and and the crew up there at Ocean Group. So, yeah, it felt really it felt really good. It's like putting on an old sweater, you know. It's like oh god, you know, it's, it was it was cool. Awesome. So Inuyasha, of course, is a very big show. So what did it mean to you and perhaps all of the other folks involved with the show back then that uh, Inuyasha was such a big show and that the, uh, the folks at Adult Swim loved it, the fans loved it, the people on YTV loved it? Just what did that mean to all of you guys back then? Well, I didn't really, at the time when you're doing it and you go in and in anime, you have the three beeps and you do your, you fill the, you know, the English dub and, you, and we wouldn't uh, have a chance to I mean, the uh, the script was seven eight hundred pages, you know, and, and of course we're not going to get a chance to read that because they won't give you the script before because you're not supposed to know anything, and so we would do our parts and uh, and we would leave and I would see you know one I knew Richard and I'd see him often and and the Dobsons I'd see them and uh, the characters, um, but I didn't know it. first of all I didn't know really who all was in it. <laughs> And I went to Toronto for a convention uh, years ago, and we were getting in the van from the hotel to go over to the convention center. And and uh, Mike Dobson was in there, and, and I was in there, and me and Mike are very good, good friends still. 
and uh, and the, another girl got in. I said, "Who's uh, is she with us?" Or <laughs> Mike goes, she, "That's Kagome." I go, "Oh, <laughs> right." <laughs> you know, because you do it. So you don't see people. You you do your part. You, you leave. Like in prelay, you know, everybody's in the same room. Um, and 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 then you get into the convention, and it's I, my first experience. Hundreds of fans. And there were, you know, cosplaying the characters in the Ash and Sashomaru. And, and I really didn't have any idea what I was getting into until maybe, you know, a, a couple of conventions in and realized how. And then I started watching it and then the manga and then all this, you know, and I realized how, how big it was. And over the years, there have been fans uh, that have become friends through either conventions or through the character and you know, we still we keep in touch uh, on social media, or or, or some a couple of people have come to visit, and um, it's it's really kind of cool. It's it's a, it's like a, it's like a family. It's like a a community, right? So I had no idea at the beginning that, uh, how big the community was, and then um, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't until much, many many years later I realized how how huge it was and what an impact it had, and. Uh, my son is, what, how is he, 20, he's 22 now, and, and he's, I go, what are you watching? It's, 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 he's watching anime. He's watching a ton of anime. Um, Tanami and, and other, you know, uh, he's, yeah, so it's just, um, I think the Japanese culture may have something to do with that as well, as I, I, which I always love. Uh, but just the, the, the artistry and the stories and, I don't know, it's just, it was a, it's a perfect storm, I think. But it's on. It's honor to be play a character, you know, like that. It really is. Really, is cool. I don't. I don't take it. Uh, you know, I don't take it for granted. That's for sure. No, did, any that, did any of that make sense? I ran. Yeah. Stop. No, that that was that was all great. <laughs> Good. No, you don't have to ask, answer this if it's uncomfortable. But uh, I mean, well, obviously, I always, the I qu- yeah. we we yeah. want to know. did you have the opportunity to come back for the final act or was that just not not going to happen i didn't actually know what was sort of going on um because i had emigrated to down to the u.s uh, living in california and and my career took me here and so they're not gonna you know it wasn't in their budget or they weren't gonna you know fly now look if if some it ought, ought to be honestly i get asked this a lot honest if, if someone said hey listen um if you're doing they're doing the series again are you are you willing to come up like we can't pay for your flight and i honestly would have said yes because i i didn't mind if that's you know now i don't want to but i wouldn't mind you know i i I'd jump on an airplane take a two and a half hour flight to vancouver and you know i had we had friends there my my assistant at the time still you know lived there and had a, had a place to stay i was like you know what i yeah it's going to cost me to, to go but i'll go and hang out for a couple of days and come it wouldn't wouldn't have bothered me but logistically it, you know if my flight what if my flight was delayed what if it was canceled and they had me booked in it just it wouldn't work and uh you know and they have a, a schedule to make and uh, you know danger did a great uh, a great job in my absence and yeah i it just wasn't logistically possible for me, um, in, in even in a contractual way, to be a you know a Screen Actors Guild member and and have to. Go, it just doesn't that doesn't happen. Um, but this time around, uh, because of the technology, and we're able to get the Canadian cast and the U.S. cast together, and bang, zoom is literally down the street. I could walk there in probably twenty minutes. 
Um, and so with all those folks and Viz, and uh, I got to, you know, give props to my publicist too, because, she, uh, she, you know, she, and they all worked something out. So I was just thrilled, you know, but yeah, I, 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 I and that's a long answer, but yeah, I would have done it if I could. Sure. But contractually and all that stuff, it just logistically, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. That's entirely understandable. And we're all just really thrilled to have you back for this one. Oh my gosh, thanks. There's, there's more to come. We'll see. <laughs> Looking forward to it. So what did lead you to move from Canada down to California? You can ask that a lot, too. I, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not that. There are some other actors that did it. Like There's like Cree Summer and oh, sure. Terry yeah, Strong. They're all but, friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but look, it was, it's a, all, always a very personal thing. Um, when it comes to it, it, my career, it was important. I remember, um, cause I was commuting down to Los Angeles in New York sometimes from Vancouver for, I was 10 years of commuting in an airplane, you know, and I started build a, build sort of a career down here uh, more and more. And, and I would have to come back more often and more often. I was missing my family. You know, they were, the kids were young and I think like, what am I doing? And I talked to my buddy, my assistant at the time, Steve Sisk. And I said, like, what do you, what do you think? He said, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I, I kind of, I was cast in a, in a, in a show down here, um, uh, a little show transformers. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's a little, some little franchise. Yeah, little, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> I had to be here on a weekly basis, and I was cast in another show. And I, well, this is going to this is now going to be ridiculous because what am I doing? And then, what sort of solidified uh, the move is I had a chance to. Uh, I did read for the for the voice of the, the Tonight Show when Jay Leno was hosting the Tonight Show, and I I was uh, I was second choice apparently because when, uh -huh. when Wally Winger got uh, got sick one he couldn't speak. They called my agent. She said, can you make it over to NBC like it's like today? And I go, for, for what? For what? <laughs> so well, you're, you're doing the Tonight Show. I said, I'm, I'm what? So, well, yeah, they, they, I guess you were second choice and they want to bring you in and, and do the show. And, I, and that's all live to tape. So I went in and, you know, I'm shaking because I'm like, how did I get here? And then um, next thing I know, I'm in the booth and I hear the band and tonight's Jay Leno. It's an all new tag. <laughs> and, and. I left thinking, oh, my God, that was cool. I want to do that. for." And so those things wouldn't have happened if I was still in Vancouver. Those, these are the things I wanted to do. I always, I, I always, for some reason, wanted to do a game show. I mean, it's not, you know, uh, it, it, it would take me out of a lot of other things. But I always wanted to be, hey, come on down. You know, I don't know why. Who knows? Um, but so those things are not, were not possible uh, living in, in Vancouver, the uh, – like the, you know, doing movie trailers and, and, and network promo, that's just not going to happen, you know, uh, where I was. And, and I could have stayed and, and, uh, and that we had a great life that I felt guilty of, you know, ripping the kids out of, out of school when they were, uh, when they were freshmen, but they, they, my son's been here since fifth grade and my daughter's been here since, since ninth. So, you know, they've, and they've, they've, they've thrived. Um, it's a tough time for everybody right now, but at the time it was just, the decision to make. I always thought I wanted to to uh, to, to to play in in the big leagues. I wanted to be, you know, competitive with uh, the the best out there. And, and um, 
it, for, for me personally, I needed to, to be here for that. Now, I have to add too that this country has been great to me and my family. This is I've, the experiences, the, the, the time, um, the, the work, the folks I've, I've met uh, all across these United States. And, and, and um, I know that there is a tremendous amount of you know, great people out there. And I, I have you know, hope uh, for this country and, and uh, all those things that I read on the, on the monuments in, in Washington, D.C., you know, the, the Lincoln Memorial, you know, Monument about and I went there, you know, and I went to Arlington National Cemetery. This is, you know, before I decided to sort of, you know, do the whole you know, process, become a citizen. And I, I walked through Arlington National by myself. I, I couldn't stand being with the tourists. I just like, they're like, I got to go off and be quiet for a minute. And I walked around, saw the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and went, you know, uh, these people died for this, this, this country. And, I, and I, Miles and, you know, of course, people died for, you know, my home country of Canada, too. Um, I, I just I was looking for something to solidify my choice, and uh, and that visit, you know, and the Vietnam Wall and the veterans, and I went. It just it just felt it, it kind of solidified it for me uh, that the the ideal, you know, we've had a we've had a tough little run here, and 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 uh, and but I still, you know, when I see Lady Liberty there in the in in the harbor, in New York, I still get kind of like. <laughs> There she is, you know, because my my ancestors also came. Some went to Canada, some went to the U.S., and she, you know that's the first thing they saw and the opportunities. And it still represents something, uh, the opportunities. And um, so, yeah, again, you know, it's a really personal thing, and we've been very fortunate, and, and I'm grateful. Um, and I know I made uh, the right decision. We also, you know, keep our ties to to my home country, uh, to Canada. We were able to escape there for a couple of months. Um, this year it was a mental, it was a much needed mental break for me. Um, I must say it was a bit of a Handmaid's Tale situation at the border. Creepy. Oh boy. I was like, wow, this is uh, different. As long as you had the passport, you know, you're Canadian citizen, sir. Yes, I am. I, you in my you're with my wife. Are you Canadian? Yes, sir. Okay, stay right here. Mask, please. I mean, they're you know not screwing around. Uh, but twenty minutes later of grilling, you know, it, it, we were able to get through. It's like wow. Um, but um, yeah, just fortunate to to uh, to be uh, you know to be able to be a citizen here and and uh, and also uh, still have ties to my country, but. I, I will add this. I'm, I'm rambling it, but when I was cast in G.I. Joe as a great American hero back in, when I was living in Vancouver back in 80, 89, I guess it was, I always felt kind of guilty. And then I, I remember coming out of the convention, <laughs> I remember coming out of the convention center in downtown LA and we got, we're all became citizens. Uh, it was four or five, five years ago now. Um, I went out and go, all right. Okay. Now I can say <laughs> I played General Hawk, the great American hero, <laughs> and not feel like somewhat guilty about that. <laughs> hey, I mean, it wasn't your choice that they recorded that in Canada. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's like, oh, part two? sure. Well, what do I do? Where do I sign up? I mean, no one ever thought of that. <laughs> of all the shows to record, not in the USA. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Wow. Well, but, Deke okay. do what Deke do. Yeah, done in Canada. <laughs> but hey, we're glad that they did it because that that was like your first gig, right? Yeah, it was one of the first. Exosquad, I think, was the first. A couple other things, but Exosquad was Ooh, in. Exosquad. GI Joe. Joe, Exosquad. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun too. That was a great one. But I think uh, Joe was first. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you did mention it a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about that small, small franchise, Transformers, where, you know, some people get to voice more than one Ninja Turtle. That's not the biggest deal, but I mean, I love Rob Paulson. But you, sir, got to be both Megatron and later Optimus Prime. Yeah, who would have thought? My little toy. I love that little toy. Yeah, who would have thought thought that? That was the weirdest thing. I mean, I didn't know what I, again, I don't know what I was getting into when I went in. I got a whole bunch of, you know, paper and drawings and characters and dialogue. And I went in for the first uh, audition and I was called back. And I I realized that I really want to do this forever because it was so much fun. And yeah, man, I just I, I did my thing in, in the booth and, and, and thank goodness an idea came to me when the when I needed it uh, the very last second when I went in for the callback. I'm just thinking Anthony Hopkins, uh, Sean Connery, a lizard. I don't know. I, I'm like, yeah, excellent. I would do, you know, did this whole thing. Yeah. And uh, they seem I see the, the meerkat heads in the studio. They're bobbing their heads. Yes. And stuff. And then they had me read for optimal um, for Optimus um, Primal as well in that and i didn't even know remember what i did for that i did, i can't remember um but uh you know gary was you know the the obvious choice and and and, a, and the great choice and um and two of us remain you know friends we call each other uh how you doing hey good how you doing pull my finger you know we still have a good uh, good time talks together um yeah and uh the optimus prime thing came up because uh, sue blue that's when i was beginning i was commuting a lot down down to los angeles from vancouver and I, I know they were doing another transformer series and oh i got to be involved so i emailed sue and said hey listen i'm I, i'm i'm you know i'm i commute now and i'm 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 working down and she said oh honey of course yeah we got to get you in we got to get you in so i went in and i read for megatron because i figured oh here we go again and i got called back and i figured ah oh, here we go megatron is back blah 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 and then when I'm in the booth, I'm, I read for a couple of things and, and, and the Megatron role and, the, and there was silence and they're all talking. And I see their heads talking and, and Derek Wyatt was in there and Matt Youngberg and Marty, Rose, uh, Marty Eisenberg. And they're all in there and uh, the producers in there. And, and they said, hey, uh, Susan, can you, can you take a look at Optimus Prime? You, you know, come on out and read the, the lines. We'll bring you back in. But we want you to read. Uh, so I said, all right. So I went out. I waited around. I looked at the sides and I had no idea what I was going to do with this. I, I came in and I said, they were kind of looking for like a younger, like a Tom Hanks type character, like a, a young, and I, said, I don't know. I just started, you know, I kind of, I kind of started talking like, you know, a uh, transforming role. I was, it was higher in my register and I wasn't real comfortable with that, but they seemed to kind of like that. And I, I did my thing and I went away and, Oh, great to see you hugs and all and all. And I remember driving through Chinatown in LA and, uh, and I got the phone call from my my agent. It was maybe about a couple of weeks later. Uh, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, the audition at all. And uh, all I can think about was the movie Chinatown with Jack Nicholson. It's Chinatown, Jack. Forget about it. So I was thinking about going through going through Chinatown, in LA. And uh, uh, my agent says, "Hey, DK. So I got some good news." And I'm thinking, "All right. So this is the show. So they're going to cast you as Optimus." And I, I, she's talking, and I. I said, hey, wait a second. So I literally said, um, I'm turning a corner on a temple. I remember exactly when temples were toward the Disney concert hall. And I said, so uh, you mean, like, was it, you know, is it Megatron or like what? She's no, no, no. They want you. Um, they're going to cast you as Optimus Prime. Um, congratulations. Uh, he's. And I had to take a second. Well, what, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> so I said, oh, great. I don't know if I was excited or like, 
like really worried as shit because I, <laughs> I didn't know. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that's how I got the news and uh, walking in and and seeing these f- famous VO people that I love, like Tom Kenny and Bill Fagerbacki, and uh, oh my God, Tara was in there, and 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 oh, I'm, I'm blanking here, a uh, Bumper Robinson, um, jeez, uh, is Corey Burton, Corey Burton. Corey Burton was mega. Corey is, it was a trip. Such a nice guy. Him and I would do old radio voices every time we'd see each other. Hello, <laughs> Corey, I'm Corey. I'm Corey Burton. I'm David Kay. We do this whole thing. And it was just such a, a an all-star cast. And I kept thinking, what the hell am I doing here? Um, and <laughs> You're an all-star, baby. Uh, wait a second. So I got to carry this? Uh, I got to carry these misfit, misfits? What am and so we started to record and I, my voices again was sort of high, like, you know, we, come on guys, who's with me? And then eventually after about four or five episodes, I kind of fell into, you know, transforming rollout, sort of like it's me, but it's, you know, and I, I became comfortable with, with, with the character and voice and all the guest stars start coming in, you know, Weird Al Yankovic and, and all these people. It, it was just uh, the greatest experience. So that, that's how it all sort of happened. I, I it all blindsided me, you know? Hmm. Well, I'd, I'd have to say that you are both an excellent Megatron and an excellent Optimus Prime. So. Oh gosh, thanks. I, uh, I, honestly, when I'm in there thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, okay, I, I gotta be, you know, I gotta, I don't know what I'm thinking. Sometimes I honestly do. I have that imposter syndrome. Like, so I realize that um, I'm in a, you know, very enviable position, and uh, I want to do a good job. I want to. Um, and even though, you know, I'm in, in my uh, early, you know, fifties now, I guess every time I go into a session or whatever, I always, I still have that, but I'm just a kid. And what am I doing here? These are all really good. These people are great. <laughs> <laughs> Who possessed you to hire me? Well, I'm sure glad they did though. Wow. Cause I don't know what else I'd do if I wasn't doing this. <laughs> well, it seems like you've uh, become more comfortable with your upper register in yeah, it's my old Rob Paulson. You know, uh, here we go. Uh, okay, David K. Um, yeah, it's just... <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I have Rob Paulson's cup. It's right up here. Rob is a dear friend, and I, I love Rob. He's, he's, he's. I, I re, you know, some of the stuff he posts on Twitter. I said I can never be that good of a person. How does a person? He is like a genuine. He's an angel on earth. Like how? I, I can't. I can't live up to that. <laughs> but he's he's wonderful and he's so supportive of everybody and and um, he's a mensch. I'm not Jewish. Well, fourteen percent. But I, I would see he's, he's the menchus of all menches. If I was hundred percent Jewish, I would. He would be the biggest mensch of all. But he's still the biggest mensch. <laughs> yeah. So none of these really aired on Toonami, but I, I was curious if you had, say, a, a decent amount of freedom to ad-lib on shows like Regular Show and Ben mm-hmm. 10 Omniverse and games like Ratchet and Clank. Uh, yeah, sometimes. No, I mean, not not too off, but somebody will say, like, it'll be more like a throwaway line, and then uh, you'll see everybody laugh. And oh, we're keeping that. Oh, we're going to keep that. So, yes, once in a while, we, we do... Uh, they, they keep some of the stuff. Uh, the Clank lines is it's it's uh, you know you walk in a that game the new game's coming out this uh, this coming year and I can't wait for you all to see it. But but it's a fine line between the you know robot has a personality but it's still a robot but he has a personality but it's still a robot so you have to be careful to walk that line. Um, mm-hmm. You can't really go off 
you know, the the biggest ad lib there is the, the laugh we came up with a long time ago, the, <laughs> the Scooby thing. And uh, that became a thing. With Megatron, it was, yes. I think it was maybe written, and I stretched it out, and then I would add a no. Whatever you not, no. You know, yes, side guns. Or what, you should avail you not, no. And they said, oh, we're going to keep that. That sounds good because it's like Shakespeare, right? Uh, the debate. Uh, for, with uh, the aliens in Ben 10, uh, fun, fun to do that stuff. Um, there wasn't a lot of room to play around it. But there, again, somebody would say a line and say something. Can I try it this way? And, and they might keep it in, you know. So. Yeah, you got to do all kinds of voices for that one. Gosh, yes. Don't ask me because I can't remember them. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I can't remember them either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just looking at behind the voice actors. I was like, oh, wow, look at all that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm afraid to look at it because I'm like, I don't want to see anything I don't like. So <laughs> I don't look. <laughs> well, you know, one of these days you go to a convention. Can you do this uh, Squatch yeah, that, video? That's, that's why I was, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid. Shark Squatch. <laughs> Shark Squatch is like, well, that's my Uncle Terry, eh? That's my Uncle Terry. I did that, and, and, and they went, yeah, that's funny. Use that. That's my old to my Uncle Terry back there in Ontario, Canada. Oh, geez, eh? Holy crap. They all talk like that, too. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, no, the room here, is, my studio is full of toys. I got some toys up top here, you know, some of the old Beast Wars stuff. That. It's a showmaroos way up there. You know, Ben Tennyson, the Kyber, the Huntsman, he's my favorite because he didn't have to do anything kind of South African. He could be very calm. Ben Tennyson, I'm going to get you. It's the last thing I do. It was sort of like uh, kind of an Aussie hybrid thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just f it's so much fun. And there's a couple of big announcements coming out. One, one soon. You know, we all have those NDAs, but there's been uh, some amazing projects I've been involved with recently that I can't wait for everybody to, to, uh, to see and to hear. Not just for me, but the entire cast and and and, and the the project. So, mm. well, is there anything you can talk about? Mm. Well, you know the Red the Ratchet and Clank game, the uh, Psychonauts two has been announced. Uh, at, at Ford Quiller, uh, yeah, it's Ford Quiller. Uh, I think that's yeah, up in there. Right, there he is, right there. At Ford. Uh, so that's Psychonauts two looks amazing. The the the, the Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, what else is uh, we can we can talk about? Uh, oh gosh. Um, Oh, this is where I need. Uh, this is where I need help. This is where I need to look at the IMDb and the behind the voice actors. <laughs> I here. Here's the issue with me. I get some stuff and it's really cool, and then I do it, and then I forgot about it, and then I'm like, the next day comes, and whatever I did the day before is weird. I did show up. Um, you'll hear me on the new series, Call Me Cat, uh, with Mayim Bialik. Uh, you'll hear my voice uh, on one of the upcoming uh, episodes. Um, so stuff like like that. I'm sort of all over the map with the trailers and, and commercials and and uh, you know animation projects and video game projects. Um, and you know, uh, watch this space for more. But some really big announcements coming. We're also developing a show. Uh, we're using a, a, some really talented, crazy animated puppetry, which is I know it sounds strange, but we have. I know I can tell you, Billy West is in the cast and Tara Strong, Chris Summer. Uh, Vanessa Marshall, uh, Trevor DeVal, who else is in it, man? We got a, we have an all-star cast and, and, um, that'll be announced soon. We're, we're, we're developing this with, with the, the animators are in Tasmania 
and we've been doing work with them over the course of the pandemic to getting the scenes together but it's like it's a, it's a, it's wild it's strange and different um so we'll see how that goes <laughs> yeah hmm. and scooby-doo the movie i mean the latest the scooby-doo movie or the latest uh, scooby-doo episodes of scooby-doo is out there now um i get to say the famous line um, oh <laughs> yeah for a few meddling kids you know something like that uh, well it's, it's good they're bringing that back sometimes they subvert it <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> Yeah. It's like in these new Looney Tunes cartoons, they're not saying the iconic lines, they're saying something like it's like, well, you know what this means. <laughs> That's right. I'm a good Just friend. say the line, man. Right. Let Eric Bowser oh, say the line. Yeah. Uh poor uh poor Eric Bowser. He he's a good a very close friend of mine. And he's how how cool is that, man? How cool is that? That's yeah. that's wild. The audition for Bugs Bunny came out. I remember the day. I saw Trevor DeVal. We were all working out in the same gym. And, and uh, Bowles was there. And I, I show up. And, and I said, hey, man, I, saw, I, uh, I get the, uh, the you know, Looney Tunes stuff. And he said, yeah, DK, you going to give it a try? No. Why not? Because, because it's you. I'm not even going to open it. I'm not, <laughs> not going to even try. I can do what's up, Doc, but that's it. That's all I can do. You can do everything. Oh, TK, you should. I said, Bowser, dude, this is you. This is you. And sure enough, look what happened. I was right. I'm really impressed that the uh, he can do the Mel Blanc yell. That oh yeah, I, I don't that, think any other actor has done that as well. No, uh, no, he's he's freaking amazing. You know that that man is uh, talented, and uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. For sure. So you have done prelay, ADR, and on-camera acting. So, what are some of your favorite things about each of those different kinds of acting? Well, I hated me on anything I did on camera because uh, I just couldn't look at my look at me, my boring, you know. But um, I especially hated me in X Files, um, and uh, I didn't mind me in Happy Gilmore. Um, you know, but my and, and I, I didn't I didn't mind myself in in, in Battlestar Galactica. Um, I I did want to dress up and I, I wanted to be one of the Cylons or some. I wanted a bunch of makeup, but I was just a I was a reporter. It was it was a lot of fun being on that set. The, I I love the um. Here's me and on camera. I had a chance to do some really wonderful roles. Uh, and the last thing I did with any consequence was uh, Martian Child, a sweet little movie. Um underrated uh, uh john and joan cusack were in it um and uh and they were phenomenal to work with my my god i i remember telling the director and the producer i said if this is the last thing i do on camera i'm good oh no come on he is nah this is amazing i got the chance to work with them and hang out with them all day and see how they worked uh, and that and uh it is a sweet little film i played joan's husband and it. it's called martian child if you if you have uh, an hour and a half to waste. Um, I, I, I liked the people, I liked a lot of the people behind the scenes. I like, I would hang out with the DOPs, uh, director of photography, camera guys, sound audio guys. I got to know some of them. There's a crew up there in Vancouver. I got to kind of know over the years. And I really enjoyed watching what they did uh, so much so that my agent would call me and say, Hey, listen, uh, they, they just want to make sure you're in your trailer. Cause uh, they can't find you. I said, well, I'm on set. Oh, 
well, you know, hey, like I, I negotiated, I got you like a half a half a double banger, whatever they call them, a half a trailer or a guest trailer. I, was, I wouldn't spend, I would get bored in there and I'd go out and just hang out on set just to see how everything's running. Uh, I, I enjoyed that a lot uh, to the point where, you know, <laughs> I'd forget about memorizing my lines and be more interested in what was going on here. So that's, that's not a good thing. Um, the uh, ADR stuff was, uh, was, was fun to do. Um, because the people, because Carl Wilms and because the folks at Ocean, which is fun to go in and, and hang out with them and do my thing. My, my biggest love is, is animation, is prelay, where the, the animation isn't drawn yet and you're all in the same room and you, it's like a radio play. And the fun, uh, that's what I really missed this past year. And we've done our cartoons and stuff using, you know, Zoom and all this. We're all at our own studios and all at home. And, and it's fine. You can see people on screen, but it's not the same as being in there and, you know, riffing off each other and, and seeing your buddies and, and your pals. And uh, I really love, you know, pre-life for that reason. It's just the camaraderie and, the, and being together. It's, it's different. The energy is different. I, I love that. Hmm. And you also do, you know, voiceover for announcers and such. So uh, <laughs> you, you did mention that you, you do love that. Yeah, I do. You know, it's, it's the last week tonight with the John Oliver show. That came out of nowhere as well. And that was, I remember getting called for that. I said, do you want to work weekends? I go, wow, not really. Like, what do you mean? Like, what's the show? Well, it's like, a, I, was going, oh, I don't know. Let's see how it goes. And, and you know, and you know, 12 Emmys later, you know, um, so you just, you never know. And that's just me being, and now um, that's, you know, how is this still a thing? Um, but yeah, this it just various. I'm all over the map with things, uh, kind of a Swiss army knife, if, if, if you will. Um, like I have, I have networked, I'm doing the prodigal son promos for, for Fox for that show last, uh, you know, a few seasons. And I have that, you know, every day is full of that sort of things, different commercials. This morning was a, a commercial for you know out of new york and there was other so i'm I'm sort of all over the place i can go from trailer scratches to reads to you know to commercials in the, in the promo uh for affiliates radio and television stations um you know network and whatever like it's and, and, and then uh, there's a show like a uh, first monday back we're doing a table read for this new show that i'm i'm in and so it, it's i'm i'm all over the place um, and I, I love that because I never know what next day is going to bring. And I've kind of grown to really enjoy uh, the mystery of the mystery of Monday, you know, like what's going to happen. Yeah. According to your bio on your website, you've uh, petitioned for a 28 hour day. Oh, that, that old thing. That's an old, uh, old quote. That's, a very, <laughs> that's probably a very old bio. Yikes. <laughs> I don't know what it says. Did, probably kind of. Seems yeah, that's, that's probably an old one. Um, no, I don't want a 28 hour day. That was that was me like maybe uh, uh, 15 years ago. That's all. <laughs> now I just I want a two hour day. I want a two hour day. That's all I, I, I got. That's all I need. That's all I got. Two hours and then I'm retired. No, I, uh, I, I prefer I, I enjoy keeping busy in the studio. I love being in here. So sometimes in the, during the pandemic, I, this morning I was up early uh, for East Coast. And then I'll be in here uh, throughout the day, all day today. Um, you know, I have to, I have to schedule my workouts, in, but they don't they know not to bother me. If I have like if I have a, everybody's on the Google Calendar, all my agents and managers they know what I'm doing. So I'm in the garage working out at this time. They don't they don't book anything around, but I have stuff coming up this afternoon. 
you know, uh, that I have to be in here for. And I enjoy that. I love coming in here. It's a fun place to be creative and I can scream and yell and make funny voices and no one cares. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Are there certain things that you do to take care of your instrument? Yeah. Um, there's uh, Fred Tattashore got me to this Bayberry root, Bayberry root bark. I mean, your listeners can't see it, but it's a, uh -huh. it's a drop it in water that, that helps for some reason. Uh, I kind of lost a uh, residency there a few months ago. I was before the, before the pandemic and I, I lost, I had no bottom end and I was like really concerned. I'd go to my ear, nose and throat doctor who's on speed dial and, and, uh, and once in a while, uh, acid reflux, apparently, apparently when you sleep at night, even though you don't know it, a little bit of acid comes up and it can little, it can, you know, singe. And it kind of, you know, you kind of talk, it's like, it's like, uh, you lose your bottom end. You're kind of in this area here. I use that read a lot, by the way. Um, NFL football, he's a, and uh, the acid reflux read, I call it. And so, yeah, I have, I have a bot, I have a big it's thing. A bit like John Madden. Yeah, that's right. Is that I got clear my throat? Uh, but he's a big thing of greathers in here. I have like ginger, soft ginger candies. There's a guy around the corner, literally, it's uh, he's close by in the neighborhood. Uh, he's called Dr. Voice, and I get like bee pollen spray, and I got all these uh, contraptions for, for vocalists and singers. A lot of voiceover people and singers go to him and get their stuff. And he's, he's, it's in a mailbox store, Jonathan Kramer, his name is, and he's a great guy. And I, and he'll, you know, he takes care of, uh, he helps take care of this thing. I just have to be careful if I'm getting too busy and too talk too much. I have to literally go outside. Um, thank goodness in California, I can walk around in my pajamas and it's, it's warm enough that I can just lay there for like a half an hour and rest the vocal cords because sometimes they get too stressed and, and they need to be relaxed. Uh, that's a big thing is my stress level and anxiety during this pandemic has been such that I know when I'm feeling it because my voice is the first thing to get affected. So I have to maintain, I, I take a lot of steams. Uh, it's really important. We had to put a steam shower in because it was a, it, you know, it was a mandatory thing. Um, it just keeps things lubricated back there. And uh, it's really important because, you know, day in, day out, you're, you're using that instrument. <clears throat> I got to clear my throat after that one. Yeah, after that one. <laughs> uh, Bayberry, uh, Bayberry root bark. Get yours today. Yes. Uh, this is a Toonami Faithful podcast, so we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little about your character on Gundam Wing, Trey's Kushranada. Uh, Trey's Kushranada, yes. yes Very fan favorite. Right there. I love Trace because he was always just telling it like it is. I love the big long speeches too. Um, it was just an awesome. I, I love that's one of the, the the series that I watched a lot. Out of all the series uh, I, I I did, that was probably the one that I would really, you know. I mean, I dig robots. You know, who to thunk? Um, mm. I just I, I just you know between. Uh, uh, Brian Drummond and myself and this other members of the cast. I just it was a great cast. Uh, I, I love the stories. I love the, you know, the big mechs, the big suits. A bit, uh, the, the, I don't know. He was just such a easygoing character. I mean, I, I, I had a crush on, on Lady Oon, I think, you know, personally, David. I Kay mean, did. who didn't? <laughs> See, wow. She's, she's, she is cute. Yes. Um, wait a minute. It's a cartoon. Stop. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> David, what would you want? 
but I no, I enjoyed it. It was I I loved that show and and uh, are they still is, 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 are they still playing? Uh, they're still playing. Um, they they haven't played Gundam Wing in a good long time. But can we, it, yeah, can we can we get them to to throw some of the, a little some of that on? Because uh, <laughs> your interest is noted. Do you have any pull? <laughs> no, we have absolutely no pull. Huh. <laughs> but the uh, the uh, the guy who runs Tsunami does really like Gundam Wing, and there is that HD remaster. So there's a possibility someday. Yeah, I'd love to see that again. I disagree. I think they should. I think that. I would, wouldn't you say so, especially now, you know, I mean, we're all in lucky. <laughs> I'm sure there's a, a lot of people that would appreciate having it okay. on in some capacity. Hearing this podcast, hearing this podcast, you know, get on Twitter and uh, you know what to do. Ask <laughs> Bring me. back Gundam Wing. Yes, it's as simple as that. Bring you know, let's, let's, let's take a look at it again. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been good. I mean, it's yeah. it's been about twenty years since the original airing. Yeah, I love when people come as, uh, dressed as trays and and uh, cosplay at and, you know conventions. And so, uh, some of them just go all out, and it's they look fantastic. I mean, it's really really cool. I enjoy that. Mm. Uh Getting back to Transformers, there are various new Transformers projects coming along. So are you are you hoping that uh, some? Well, I mean, you you could certainly audition for other Transformers parts, but are you yeah. are you hoping for you know that version of Megatron to come back in some capacity? Well, sure, uh, of course, of course, I am. You know, um, but that's not up that's not up to me. Again, yeah. you're on Twitter. Know. You know what to do. <laughs> Bring back the Beast Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Oh, <laughs> well, there's definitely nostalgia for that one. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, this is another one that we understand if you're not comfortable talking about it, but there there was a recent passing of someone that you've worked oh, with for many yeah. years. No, we, we can talk about that. Yeah, Kirby Morrow. Um, yeah, speaking of you know Sashomaru and or Inuyasha and Yashihime, he was uh, part of the Canadian cast that was uh, that had recorded you know done some stuff for for the show as well. Uh, that was a that was a shock. I mean, this this year's thrown us some some real oh well, I won't say it, um, but that that was sort of one of those where the, you know because him and i he came down to la last year it was last year yeah um he was a girlfriend or maybe a year year and a half ago we hung out and uh he's one of those guys where if he texted you or called you oh it's kirby hey man hey it was you know yeah i'm coming to la and so we we went i took him down to, uh, up the intercontinental tower hotel tower it's the tallest you know building west of mississippi and we had sushi up there and we hung out and i put him up at um uh, at our club and you know he stayed the night there and uh him and his girlfriend and i made sure he was you know he always he's just a just a great guy he just wanted to you know to help him out and and uh, he was doing a convention i didn't want to, you're not going you're not staying over there here i i'll put you up here and, you know it was just great to hang out with curb for a while because uh we're great memories of hanging out in, my, in south beach uh, uh doing a convention many years ago and and uh he was a riot man uh he's just a great guy um Again, this, you know, so he was he was so nice. I was one of those people, and I can never be that nice. 
how that's how does he do that's amazing I mean, he's just a nice guy who is so supportive of of any actor of anybody who would come you know come around and, and and he would coach them and and help them out and he was more excited when they got a part than when he got a part and uh this is the type of type of guy he was um that was just a total like what you know i saw that was like i i don't normally i'm not good at social media mentally i'm like uh, because of all this all the negativity i i i tend to you know, I tend to really, you know, quickly skim or quickly, you know, I, I if I start doom scrolling, uh, that's not good for my brain. It's not good for me. Not good for anybody. Uh, but I, I happened to be doom scrolling that one day. And, and sure enough, uh, you know, the, the tweet, you know, word is it's something, something. I go, what? And I get on the phone and a couple other buddies. Uh, and it was just, uh, yeah, that that hurt. We had a memorial for him. Uh, we had a Zoom with all the people. Uh, that, that knew him and I saw a lot of my uh, my old friends from uh, the Vancouver days and and uh, it was great to see everybody in uh, lousy circumstances but it was nice to sort of have a little memorial you know um, and and that we couldn't visit uh, up there obviously uh, that was tough that was really tough and the fans uh, you know heartbroken over that he's just a great guy and he was our hero everybody wanted to be Kirby you know, he was always like the lead in, in a lot of the shows I used to do up in Vancouver. He was the main, he was the hero. And, uh, you know, that was, 2020 has been tough. And that was just another, another body blow, man. For sure. There's a fund as well. There's a Kirby Moore fund to raising money for kids. I think it's in his, in his home province of Alberta, Calgary. Uh, is a, you can go on Twitter. It's the Kirby Morrow fan page or something that they've set up. So if you feel so inclined, um, by all means. <clears throat> all right. Well, we don't want to take too much more of your time. So uh, yeah, I got to get in the gym. I got to get in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I'm really looking forward to it uh today yeah i'm not i'm not feeling it we'll see how we'll see how it goes but it's been keeping me sane i'll tell you that one you know i'm a bit of a nut that way i know it's gonna hurt i know it's just gonna be uh but it's literally it's been keeping my my brain sane uh is just keeping active in in that little so-called gym in there but uh yeah so yeah do what you gotta do yeah screw that All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers. See you later. Bye.